I wanted a bookstore because the book business is the business of life. George Whitman. Welcome to the Revisionist History Podcast, where we set the historical record straight, no matter who it might offend. I'm Paul, and today's episode is one that I also shared on my bookish podcast. It's not about debunking myths or revising history, but rather about preserving a piece of history, as well as helping the institutions that preserve history for us as well as teach us history every single day. We'll be back to myth-busting later this week. Today's ramble is something of an update on an episode I did back at the start of the pandemic nearly a year ago, though it actually feels more like a decade. In that episode... I talked about how much indie bookstores need our help during the economic crisis brought on by a global health crisis. I want to emphasize, as I did then, that in highlighting this need for supporting indie bookstores, I'm in no way saying they're more important than the millions of indie restaurants, shops, and countless other businesses so drastically impacted. But they certainly aren't any less important And listeners of this podcast know firsthand that books played, and still play, a crucial role in helping all of us weather this storm. We want our bookstores to be there when we finally come out on the other side of this crisis. Now, as we all know, both from the news and firsthand, there's been a mountain of bad news. Most tragically, the 400,000 dead in the United States and more than 2 million dead worldwide. Millions more have seen the loss of jobs and livelihoods, and those shuttered businesses include bookstores. For example, the American Booksellers Association says 52 member stores have permanently closed since the pandemic began. But the news isn't all bad, thank God. Two of the bookstores I talked about in that earlier episode, Avid Bookshop in Athens, Georgia, and Literati in Ann Arbor, Michigan, have navigated the storm through everything from GoFundMe campaigns to increased online sales to contactless curbside pickup. Surely not the same as in-store browsing for us readers, but it's helped ensure they'll be there for browsing on that glorious day when we can finally take off our masks. One of the biggest success stories, fundraising-wise at least, is the iconic City Lights bookstore in San Francisco. They've raised over a half million dollars in nine months from supporters worldwide. Though that amount's impressive, it also doesn't go nearly as far in San Francisco as it would in, say, San Antonio. And none of these stores are out of the woods yet, but any good news is welcome. That brings me to the main focus of today's ramble. Any longtime listener knows of my near reverence for Shakespeare and Company founder Sylvia Beach. Okay, it's not near reverence, it's outright hero worship. But she is the patron saint of booksellers, and the woman of whom Hemingway said, no one he ever knew was nicer to him. As you also probably know, 
Her iconic Paris bookstore closed during the Nazi occupation and never reopened. But the spirit of that store, its name, and many of her original books were reborn in 1951 when George Whitman opened his Shakespeare and Company along the Seine across from Notre Dame. Seventy years later, that store is an icon itself, now run by George's daughter, Sylvia Beach Whitman. And though Shakespeare and Company has also fought its way through the pandemic, they still desperately need our help. Sylvia Whitman has shared, both in interviews and in the shop's newsletter, that business is down 80% since March. This isn't a great surprise given the fact that Paris is locked down not once, but twice. As an interesting side note, in France they call it confinement, not lockdown. They've gone through the shop savings and are now receiving help from the French government's small business assistance program. Online sales are up, which has helped. There was a huge surge in online sales in response to an appeal in October. But Whitman's a realist, saying that, quote, we recognize it's unrealistic to expect such an exceptional level of activity to continue for the unforeseeable number of months when people remain unable to travel, end quote. So in order to find a more sustainable way forward, she turned to the past, to the woman for whom she's named. During the Great Depression, when times were, as they are now, dire for everyone, Sylvia Beach established Friends of Shakespeare and Company. For an annual fee, participants were invited to members-only gatherings with authors including T.S. Eliot and Ernest Hemingway, who for this cause alone made an exception to his rule against holding public events. I told you he loved Sylvia Beach. Now, since all members can't go to Paris, Whitman's Friends of Shakespeare and Company is committed to bringing the bookshop to us. When you join the annual membership program, at levels starting at 45 euros or roughly $53 as of this morning, you receive a quarterly email with a bit of the bookshop. This email might include a video recording from a celebrated author, a short story read by a book-loving actor, and a new work from a leading poet. At higher membership levels, perks include signed books. You can find all the details on their website at shakespeareandcompany.com. Another side note, depending on your bank, you may get the same notification I got from mine when I joined this morning, asking if it was really me purchasing something in euros. You gotta love bank security. Now at this point, some of you crankier types may be asking why you should support a bookstore you may never visit in a country you've never been to, while so many local stores need help. Well, my answer, definitely help your local indies but help Shakespeare and Company as well. Some places are so important, they transcend boundaries. A perfect example of this sits just across the Seine from Shakespeare and Company, Notre Dame Cathedral. The outpouring of financial support for the rebuilding of the cathedral following the devastating April 2019 fire said one thing loud and clear. A sacred space that has stood for 850 years must be preserved. The same is true for the admittedly different type of sacred space that is Shakespeare and Company. In today's everything is disposable world, few institutions will be allowed to make it to 70 years of age. 
Let's help ensure that 70 years from now, Shakespeare & Company is still the mecca of books it's always been, rather than simply a plaque on a wall like the tragically lost Marks & Company bookstore from 84 Charing Cross Road. Those two great book-selling saints, Sylvia Beach and George Whitman, will smile down on us for it. Now it's time for our book recommendation of the week. And for this episode, I actually have a short list related to Shakespeare and Company. Even better, you can get all but one from the iconic shop itself. And again, remember the euros to dollars conversion if you're in the U.S. You can also get it complete with the store's famous stamp on the inside. First, the only one I couldn't find on their website. Time was soft there. A Paris sojourn at Shakespeare and Company by Jeremy Mercer. This one's part memoir of the author's time living at the store and part biography of George Whitman. Well worth the read. The following can be ordered from the store itself. Shakespeare and Company by Sylvia Beach. I've reviewed this one on the podcast before, so if you haven't read it, why not? A Movable Feast by Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway. Paris. Enough said. And finally, the definitive history of the bookstore. Shakespeare and Company Paris, A History of the Rag and Bone Shop of the Heart by Krista Malverson, Jeanette Winterson, and Sylvia Whitman. Drawing on a century's worth of archives with over 300 images and 70 editorial contributions from shop visitors ranging from Allen Ginsberg to Ethan Hawke, This 400-page volume is a must for every bibliophile. So that's our episode for today. Stay safe, stay well, keep on reading, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you're finding this podcast both informative and entertaining. If you'd like to help us keep episodes like this coming, please consider clicking on the support this podcast link in the show notes. It'll help us create more content and go a long way toward making this podcast completely ad-free. Thanks again.